Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Josh and I are standing side by side because there's no time to switch. So now we're making a transition. And you can't see it, but it's happening. So if you hear some noise in the background, you understand that we're just trying to get everything cleared up here on the desk. It's a big desk, by the way, Josh. But still, we're in the same exact pod, which... I love you anyway. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. As always, we have a lot to talk about, uh, including the Pirates. Josh just got done with two hours of that. But if you'd like to talk about some of the issues they may be facing in the John Morosi report yesterday that indicated... The Pirates may be in that sell-off mode again. Now, if they can turn things around a little bit on this homestand and at least get themselves back into somewhat of contention, that may change. But for now, they remain eight back. Milwaukee won yesterday. The Cubs won yesterday. The Cardinals are really struggling. The Cardinals went through three series against real bad teams and didn't do much. And so they're just three games ahead of the Pirates. So we'll see what happens there. But um, there are a lot of speculation about what happens down the road. But it was a good uh, outing yesterday for Chad Cool, encouraged by the fact that he worked out of some jams, some of them self-inflicted, like the one in the fourth inning where he had uh, an error on a bunt that really looked like not only the Reds took the lead at 2-1, they would add on and the Pirates would be in big trouble. But instead, he did his best pitching at that point with a couple of strikeouts, and then to get out of that inning with no further damage was a big deal for Chad Cool. So we continue to talk about the Pirates at 412 928 they also signed their number one pick, Travis Swaggerty, but we probably won't see him for several years. Uh, Nova and Castillo today. It's a 405 game, by the way. The fan coverage begins here at 240 with Mac and Jack. So we'll get into that, but also want to get into some other items that were trending this week. The Steelers ended up their OTAs and their minicamp, and so now a six-week break. There are some interesting moments along the way. Antonio Brown went off for no reason, apparently, uh, unhappy with – the fact he has no freedom, which is interesting. It sort of came out of nowhere. Um, I still don't understand why he was ticked off, why he had to do this. There was not one, you know, area of media criticism that I saw that would have prompted that sort of action, other than he was asked about Le'Veon Bell, and maybe he misinterpreted what he, what he actually said. So, to me, I'm not saying the media misinterpreted. I think he misinterpreted what he actually said. And think about that. That's hard to do, but he might have done that. And he got a little annoyed with it, so he came out and went off a little bit. But, hey, as far as Antonio Brown is concerned, I've always said if he puts up the numbers he's supposed to put up, you don't worry about some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth because he is a player and a very good one. And uh, some of this stuff is just guys being guys today. It's the culture of today. Let's talk about the Steelers, too, and what you expect now. You've seen what uh, they're going to do. Try to work on tackling, which is a hard thing to do in today's NFL because they don't allow all that much practicing pads and full-fledged tackling, and tackling was a big problem with the Steelers, I thought, last year, especially in some of their bigger losses, specifically, too, to Jacksonville. you got to be able to tackle better than what they did, and 
um, Keith Butler said it is going to be a main priority for them. They're also going to be flooding the defensive field here with a lot of safeties and corners, and who knows what kind of uh, uh, plans we're going to see there with regard to dime packages or sub-package football. There's going to be a lot of different stuff that we'll see in training camp as well. But if I ask the question today, and I asked it when it happened, I'm sure we're going to get a couple of answers that are different here because – when Martavis Bryant was traded, there was a lot of uh, response that the Steelers did the wrong thing, that they needed Martavis Bryant, who's entering a contract season. The ironic thing about that is he would have been an unrestricted free agent right now had he not been suspended twice, the last one for a year. Now there is a report out there uh, that there is something else going on with Martavis Bryant. Nothing specific yet, but he is facing potentially another suspension. So I asked the same question today. Are you glad now the Steelers traded Martavis Bryant, because a lot of people called here and said they weren't, said they needed him. And I felt the same way. I felt like, okay, this is a guy who has plenty to play for. He got through the most turbulent season of his career, the most turbulent time that he had to deal with, and he went through it unscathed. His numbers weren't as good, but he, he played, and you would thought, okay, now he's facing some contract um, options. If he has a good year, he's going to really have a breakthrough season, but uh, – We'll see. Now it looks like Oakland may be in big trouble there by making that pick. And given the Steelers the 80th overall selection, that's a pretty high price to play for a guy who may be suspended and you'll get nothing for him. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Let us know what you think about that. And also some hockey going on here. Because I want to bring up a question that was brought up earlier this week on this uh, radio station. And that would be um, Phil Kessel. Uh, Phil Kessel's a guy that I think everyone has an opinion about. And Bob McKenzie of TSN had an interesting comment that there are many teams interested, specifically the LA Kings is one he mentioned. Uh, I'd like to know if you are comfortable with the Penguins trading Phil Kessel because this is one of those answers that can go either way. I think it can go, yes, because he's older. Yes, because he makes a lot of money. Yes, because we can get a lot in return for him. Or... You said no because this is a guy who's principal part of what's going on here with the Penguins and two Stanley Cup runs, and he's still only 31. He has four years left. He's coming off his best season, so no. Yes or no? I'd like to hear your response to that Um, because I I see it going right down the middle. I think Jim Rutherford doesn't have any plans to do it, but if he hears something that he likes, he's always one of those guys who can do it. 412-928-9370. We have Kurt in Mount Lebanon kicking us off today on the hotline. What's up, Kurt? How are you? morning bob always good to talk to you i've been calling you since i was like 15 years old oh my what does that make me? i know How old it's are you? scary isn't it i'm 49 so <laughs> oh, i've been calling you for a lot <laughs> kurt you're revealing too much here but go ahead Thanks. i know i'm sorry i'm sorry hey listen a couple things um i mainly want to talk about the steelers but i would be i'm not saying that i'm glad that the knights did not win the cup i think that no team in their first season deserves to win a cup just because the fans didn't get to go through any pain and suffering so even though I hate the Caps, congratulations. But my, my larger point is about the Steelers. It's funny, when the Penguins got, the, the day they got done, I knew the Pirates weren't going to be any good this year again. So I just got really excited again about the Steelers. And looking at the division, I think it's clear that they're going to win the division again this year. So they're going to be in the playoffs. They're probably going to have at least one home game. So it's really something nice to look forward to. And I don't want to get too long-winded. And I have a prediction, and my son agreed with me, um, that Mason Rudolph is going to win a game for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. I want to get your thoughts. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, You know, Kurt, I think, thank you very much for the call, and keep listening. I appreciate that. Uh, Your son might be onto something there. I think it's going to be compelling 
Uh, and very interesting to watch what happens in training camp with uh, Landry Jones because he's going to be pushed, unlike he was pushed last year. Um, you know, I don't think Josh Dobbs was that much of a threat, although I think Job Dobbs is very much motivated. Playing time in the preseason will be under a lot of scrutiny, which I love because we carry four preseason games. So there's nothing worse than getting, uh, you know, sometimes to the fourth quarter of these games and, and everything's pretty well decided. Now you're going to have everything that really matters. And I think Mason Rudolph continued to progress through all of this um, mini camp from all the accounts. Uh, looks like he's comfortable. He's getting to know it. And if he gets an opportunity to shine in the preseason and outperforms Landry Jones, he may jump him. I don't think that's been totally determined that Landry's the automatic backup there. So I think that's something to watch, and, and I will be interested. He's got a big arm. Uh, and if there is an injury to Ben Roethlisberger, and I hope that doesn't happen, but if there is, who would be the first man up? At this point, it's Landry Jones. But he may not be that guy if – Mason Rudolph has a big training camp, so that's going to be very compelling to watch for sure. 412-928-9370. We go out to Chuck in Greensburg, who joins us here on the Bob Pompiani Show. Hello, Chuck. How are you? Good morning. That's Green County. Green County. That's right. Yeah. Anyhow, I watched the uh, the Steelers games last year with Jacksonville, and I've been a Steelers fan forever. My dad took me to Latrobe in 72. I had Joe Green, L.C. Greenwood, Bradshaw, and all those guys' autographs. So I've been a Steeler fan forever. When I watched the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Jacksonville Jaguars from sideline to sideline, maybe not because of Levy on Bell because they don't they don't have him, but at any rate, Jacksonville's just a better football team. They handle the line of scrimmage on both sides, defensively and offensively. I don't see anything changing. Um, I mean, we, we might get closer, but they're still going to have a better football team. Um yeah, but like you still that. say that with their offense. I'm still – I thought their offense uh, took advantage of a Steeler defense, which was very giving. And I don't think Blake Bortles is that good, even though he got an extension because of it. Yeah, you might be right. But uh, if I'm a betting man, I'll bet you they're still the – they, we have to pay to play them, you know, in the playoffs. They're still going to whip our butt. I think they're a better football team. I disagree with that on paper, Chuck, but thanks for the call. I think they just uh, they played better, there's no doubt. And I thought interiorly they were really good in those two games. And I was surprised the Steelers would allow that to happen a second time after they lost the first time at Heinz Field. Uh, that was a shock to me, especially the way it, you know, I would never have thought 45-42 was the final score. But in those games, more than anything, their run defense pretty much stunk. And that's what's got to change. They let – Oh, well over 150 yards in both of those games. You can't do that if you're going to have any shot at trying to put some pressure on a quarterback who, when you make him one-dimensional, it's an entirely different game. And I thought they just couldn't do that. And as a result, Bortles took advantage of it. 412-928-9370. We have Jordan. We have Bob on the line. We keep rolling with some callers here as we go along. We'll also talk about the U.S. Open. And a former Pittsburgh Steeler coach who took some shots at Ben Roethlisberger, most likely. We'll talk about that and more. So call 412-928-9370. We're just getting started. Bob Pompiani Show brought to you by our good people of PNC Bank for the Achiever in you. Allegheny Health Network, health for all, driven by number one Cochran. Go one better. More calls on the way right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 